COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC sativa pod you can find and subscribe to our podcast on spotify itunes anchor.fm overcast radio republic TuneIn, stitcher iHeartRadio, and the google play music store please rate and review us on itunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs if you like what we are doing please become a patreon supporter of the podcast and support us supporting us helps Helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and above tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And a special thanks goes out to our current Patreons and supporters. Shout out to our friends of the show, Reefer Revolution, for supporting the podcast. Shout out also to Joey One Love 420, also a friend of the show and contributor of, of the show uh, and founder and frontman of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, y'all. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Um, for today's episode, we're going to do another sort of, I guess, open texture sort of episode, an, another brainstorming session, so to speak. Um, we got to continue doing this because um, we got to make people aware of the different medical marijuana programs in the country, you know, the different outcomes that different regulations could have. And um, we got to learn from states that, you know, put these limits in place. And although they, although they have a medical marijuana program with many dispensaries and, you know, many, many, many patients that are benefiting, um, some of the regulations due to reefer madness, um, um, limit people and, um, exclude people from the program, um, even though they can significantly benefit. So we're going to talk about um, two such regulations that are like that, in my opinion, my estimation. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Um, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, other platforms like it. I can be found on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. I can be found on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. Okay. So there are there are two things that are going to be a impediment to your medical marijuana program. And I think that it's very imperative we talk about those things. Um, and the first thing is having a li- very limited qualifying condition list, a.k.a. sick list, like Friends of the Show, Reefer Revolution, and uh, Cannabis Helps Dementia have said. Um, they, they've called it the sick list because um, politicians, you know, specifically politicians that don't like the plant, hold it in contempt, haven't done it since college or high school, um, you know, got a little too paranoid, put the drug down, um, went into politics, you know, went into parenting. And all their other friends are the same way, too. I put that down in college. I got a real job. Um, I had kids. I got married. I became a real adult that only drinks alcohol and painkillers. And I don't really like the plant. Like that's, that's your average politician now, um, for the most part. Um, it, it, it sucks, but that's that's the reality we're in now. I mean... Those are the people that have all the power politically in in governorships throughout the country and state legislatures throughout the country, um, even the federal government, um, even your your senators and your U.S. reps. Although that is changing on the House of Reps side and the MORE Act, I do expect to, to pass in the House. But again, it has no legs because Trump doesn't want to legalize um, Mitch McConnell hates cannabis and only likes hemp because he personally benefits from 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 hemp in in his um, home state of Kentucky. You know, it, it's helping the good old boys there, so that's all he he cares about. But he does not care about the illicit uh, cannabis and and thinks it's a it's a dumb deadhead drug. And um, that's 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 the mode of of operation he's sort of operating under and um so yeah it's not gonna really have legs it's not gonna pass believe it or not i really it's not going to pass because mitch mcconnell is not gonna let it get voted on in the senate like that's those are just facts i'm sorry but anywho, so the sick limited um, qualifying condition list. There are many states that that sort of play this game, and um, it's it's like like Texas, for example, with their limited CBD program with, with caps on on, on THC. Um, I want to say below one percent or so. I'm not not sure, but. Um, but you used to only be able to qualify for MMJ in that state if you had, um, I think, I think it's like childhood epilepsy or something like that, or just epilepsy in general. And um, everyone else can kick rocks because, a, this is a deadhead drug. Most of the people, according to these politicians, are use that are claiming they're using medically. They they're just potheads that want want to be able to legally use and go to dispensaries. They don't have any real sicknesses. They're only using it to go to concerts, play video games, um, um, 
go go you know go to go go to events where um where that that are more diverse and um and and racial mix or whatever these are what these wretched politicians think they still think what Al- henry aslinger thinks like even though they know it's uncouth to say that now in my in estimation even though they know it's uncouth to really say it um they still believe that they still operate under the it's going to lead to racial mixing it's going to lead to you know minorities uh, contaminating white people and 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 destroying our quote unquote way of life or whatever like they they still think that sort of racist mindset, but they don't. They don't call it that. They just say, "Oh, we need to focus on the opioid crisis. Oh, we need to, um, we we need to um, look at the evidence and, and and research cannabis more. We don't know if it's a safe drug, but um, alcohol, which I do, which I do when I'm done writing laws and when I'm done." Um, talking committee or whatever when i'm done doing that i i, I drink my alcohol and i i sometimes have a side of painkillers or a side of of, of of prescription drugs to get my jollies off but i think i'm morally superior to you because i don't use cannabis um again that's 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 how most of these politicians think and the qualifying condition list everyone who who a nurse or a doctor things can benefit and for any reason they see fit should be able to prescribe um that's like oklahoma did that and they did that they made it very easy to get a medical marijuana um card and a medical marijuana and and be a caregiver and and um and 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 make money off cannabis like they made the barriers into very very easy to open up storefronts they made it easy to be a caregiver and make make money or 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 sell pro bono to patients and they have an open they have a very free market cannabis where people cannabis program where people can grow their own and you want to know part of why they they have that because people can be recommended medical marijuana for any condition a doctor and nurse sees fit. They're, last time I checked, they're at over 6 or 7% of their population with cards. That's a record. Um, it's said to be, it's said that you have a, if you look at the MPP numbers, it's said that you have a good and, and competent and highly used program when th- over 3% of your population is used, is enrolled in that program. Um, you know, California is like that. Um, Michigan have they have a very successful program. Arizona is very successful. Um, I'm trying to think what other states. Maine has a very successful program. Again, Maine only has around a million people, but they have like I think sixty or seventy thousand people. So that's around that. That's around three or so percent. And you have to, and, and like I've said on this podcast, they've been going at medical marijuana since, um, since the nineties, like, like, like the West Coast. So they are as competent. They are a one to one comparison to, to anything you can get on the West Coast. And, you know, I, I have a caregiver that, 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 that's in Maine and I, I get from her and it's, it's both good and it's inexpensive for me and grown with love and care. But, the reason why Oklahoma shattering records that have has close to seven percent of their population is because cannabis can be recommended for anything a doctor sees fit, or a nurse sees fit, or medical professional sees fit. There has to be an open doctor patient relationship, and it has to be the case that 
it's either very easy to add qualifying condition lists, um, or it, or better yet, you have to you have to write and encode in the law that the doctor can recommend for any see any condition they see fit. Because if you have if you have like a lot of states where, you know, it's up to a committee, it's up to you know sort of lawmakers to push that. They're not going to do that because of what I just said earlier. Most of these politicians don't like cannabis or they haven't used it in decades. And everyone else is like that, too. They don't really know people that use. Um, they just think it makes you paranoid. And, you know, all the strains are the same. And, you know, it's it's a it's a drug only 20 somethings do. And, you know, everyone else with kids and 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 a marriage or whatever, they stop and they put that stuff down and be real adults and drink and, and drink alcohol with painkillers and alcohol with other pills. That's what they go and do. But um, that's that's your average politician. And, and as a result, if your state makes it so it's a very limited qualifying condition list and it's a process and I have to add more you're going to have a very lowly utilized program because the people that need it most are not going to be able to get it because they're not going to qualify. Um, people are going to hear that, that it's hard to qualify. They're going to tell their friends about that within the state. And then that program doesn't really get utilized and the products stay expensive because you don't have a lot of patience. You can't really scale up. You can't do any of those things. So you want it to be as open as possible. Um, Having an open program where doctors who recommend for any condition to see fit, it, it helps the numbers bigly. But, I mean, that's not the only thing. The products have to be affordable. Um, there has to be enough dispensaries within, you know, your specific area. There has to be enough variety. There has to be enough options. And the options have to be affordable or people are not going to stay with the program. Massachusetts, for example... Um, I think we have like 10 or 11 qualifying condition lists, qualifying conditions. And then we have like a doctors can recommend for any condition. See, or doctors and nurses can recommend for any condition they see fit clause. So, again, we're, it's, it's kind of like we have a system like Oklahoma or, or um, California. But the we have vertical integration, which I railed about earlier. Um, you can check out that episode if you haven't already. We have forced vertical integration, and um, we only have about I think sixty dispensaries for medical patients, and, and they all charge over three fifty an ounce. And as a result, we barely have around one percent of the population with a medical marijuana card. Um, but we're in a different situation in mass, or we're in. In, in, the, in the fact that we have adult use legal so people can just grow their own and not be on the list or um, they can get from their friends and and their friends and their buddies that grow their own I I mean I, I sort of do that in the sense when I I don't use my caregiver when I'm when I'm not using my caregiver I, I just I, I I you know sometimes I, I I get from people that grow their own if they have extra. Um, and you know, I'll stick with like, with like CBD strains, like cherry wine or whatever. But again, having a unlimited qualifying condition list is not the only thing. The cannabis has to be affordable and accessible, or you're, you're still going to see a low adoption. Um, but it, if you live in a state where you feel you can get the politicians to, um, allowed for any condition necessary 
you should you should go and push for it and you should push for your, that reform. Louisiana, for example, a deep south state, they, they pulled that off um, just a couple weeks ago to a couple months ago. Doctors can recommend for any condition they see fit right now in a deep south state. Um, and that's remarkable. They got the law, the, the, the citizens got the lawmakers to do that. They got the lawmakers that even some of the Republicans that um, that typically don't like cannabis or typically don't really know a lot about it and have the mentality I just talked about. Um, they got some of them to, to, to be concerned about cannabis. Like the constituents wrote to their to their lawmakers in Louisiana and, and now doctors can recommend for any condition they see fit. You know, shout out to my Louisiana fans. But, you know, through, through, through writing to their lawmakers, through um, using the program if they can afford the program. I mean, I still have, I still have some criticisms about the program. Like, again, you, you can't really get whole flower there. You know, it's, it's sort of cannabis inhalers, tinctures, um, pills, um, sure, patches or whatever. Um, it's just mainly that. You know, because I mean, it's regulated through the state universities there, so it's more of a, it's more of like a pharmacy sort of program where you get you pick up a prescription. Um, there, the 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 from what I understand of it, I, I have to read a bit more about it. But from what I understand, the the universities, I think Southern University, LSU, I believe, they they are in charge of of sort of making the medicine and making the the inhalers the you know, tinctures, the specific formulas for people, people's conditions, so on and so forth. Can't really get whole flour, but, um, but right now, because people wrote to their lawmakers, it can be recommended for any condition that they see fit. And if you have even just a few more people, a few more thousand people, they're like, all right, this, it's nice that I have access to legal medical marijuana. And it's nice that, I don't have to have a specific condition to get it, but you know, these pills, these tinctures, I can't afford them. You know, and if you have enough people making a stink about that, eventually you might do, you might end up getting whole flour. Who knows? But, um, but another thing I wanted to say is that you, it's that again, you make it as, as accessible as possible when you don't really have a qualifying condition list. And you allow for doctors to recommend for any condition they see fit. It, it becomes more accessible. People don't become intimidated and, 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 and be like, oh, I can't sign up for it because I'm not I'm going to be denied. You don't really have that in the same capacity. And um, another thing that I will say is um, this, the, you, you want to have a program where people feel that they can go to. Um, and the most important part about this is that it's all, is that lawmakers like 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 just like abortion, just like birth control, it's not it's none of their flipping business what you do with your body. It's none of their flipping business what you and your doctor agree with. None. And I and I apply this equally to medical cannabis. A lawmaker shouldn't just be like, oh, the, only these ten conditions. I feel are worthy of medical marijuana. Everyone else is just faking it or they're just using it because you want to get high. You when you when you you can't have a a a environment where 
these lawmakers uh, think they can tell grown adults what they and their doctor can do. You cannot have that. You need to have the doctors and nurses have latitude to recommend and to diagnose and to treat um, illnesses with cannabis for the conditions they see they see fit. They need flexibility. These doctors go go through years and years of schooling to learn how the body works, you know, learn how various systems in the body work, and and because they're because they have all this knowledge and they're they're smart and stuff, they're the ones that that will know what is best for the patient. Not a lawmaker that never went to medical school or a lawmaker that oh I only I I, I did this 30, 40 years ago made me paranoid. Stop doing it when I became a big boy and got married and became a dog mom and um you know. I'm head of my PTA meetings or head of the school board or whatever. I don't, I don't do it anymore. I just do my alcohol with some pills on the side. I just do the adult drugs. When you have politicians with that mindset, they're the ones that come up with laws where there's a very limited qualifying condition list, or you have to have a prolonged doctor patient relationship. Um, my neighboring state, New Hampshire, and I believe Vermont, they have a very limited qualifying condition list. And as a result, they don't have a lot of patients. You know, Vermont has had a medical marijuana program since the two, since the aughts. But again, it was a very limited qualifying condition list. Um, there's tethering, so you could only go to one dispensary. You can only designate one dispensary and go to one dispensary. And, um, I mean, thankfully you can grow your own in Vermont, but... You, you had a program that didn't really get utilized because it was expensive. There weren't a lot of patients. So, I mean, the, the dispensaries or whatever can scale up because they weren't really getting a growth of patients or a large growth of patients. And as a result, it's, it's expensive and it's very inaccessible. And there are very few doctors that want to recommend because the 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 their 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 latitude and their ability to be able to act freely and to be able to recommend for what they feel is their is, is good judgment as doctors if they feel that they can't do that they're not going to participate in such a program you know but here here's the deal um you got you got to open up programs you got to make it so people can recommend for what they feel or doctors can recommend for what they see fit and patients and doctors can have a private relationship where, where they treat a condition in the ways they see fit we can't we have to get out these lawmakers like i talked about in our other episode that have that mentality i talked about left to me um and i've said this in twitter um lawmakers should have in order to get elected they have to have used in the last 10 5 or 10 years and cbd counts when i say that too because i i know there are people that just don't you know they like being in control they don't like being intoxicated in any way they're, they don't drink they don't smoke um they don't even drink caffeine there are people like that i know people like that um they're you know they don't do any sort of drugs but Again, CBD, this, that's fair game. It does not intoxicate. So when I when I say within the last five or ten years, CBD does count. And another thing, like like I want to talk about that that will limit your budding program is limited licensing. Um, I believe in Arkansas, I believe they're capped at forty dispensaries, and I believe in Utah they were um, before the lawmakers overrode it. 
Um, I mean, it was already lim- there was already limited licensing in the Utah law, from what I remember of it. But when the lawmakers rewrote the law and 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 meddled heavily, they they limited the licensing per per city or municipality even more. So this is going to be a program where people are having to drive an hour to get medicine, an hour one way and two hours round trip. And forget about it if it's around rush hour when you get out of work. Um, forget about it. You're, you're, you know, you're going to be pressed for time to get the medicine and um, you're having to drive far distances. And that would not be acceptable for any other sort of medicine. But because we have lawmakers that haven't used in decades and, you know, look at the plant with contempt because you ha- you have that going on. Um, that's that's sort of the, the laws you have. You have you have uh, lawmakers like, oh, we have to limit the amount of dispensaries because, again, half the people in this qualifying condition list, you know, if if we don't limit it and ensure that only the sickest, quote unquote, can have it. Um, half of them are going to just use it for funsies, so we have to limit licensing. And also, these these icky deadhead dispensaries are going to lower property values. And in my snooty town, we can't have that. We can't have anything that's going to lower property values. Cause it's all about cash in this world. Cash is king, baby. So um, we have to limit the licensing, so you know, little Timmy or little Kevin won't see the pot leaf even though they see even though they see me drinking my wine with the pills on the side my kids know i do it um we can't have them having too many dispensaries oh hell no we can't have that um arkansas for example they have very i think it's capped at 40 but that's not enough i mean i think arkansas has around three or so million people like i have in my state we have almost seven million we have only about 60 dispensaries i gotta drive an hour i have to drive an hour round trip to my nearest one close to an hour round trip to my nearest one um there is a recreational dispensary that opened in my county that's i would say it's probably about 15 to 20 minutes so maybe 40 round trip but again that's not enough for me man i mean i should not have to drive an hour round trip for medicine you know i'm i'm, I'm a strong believer in that but when you have limited licensing, you're going to set up scenarios where people are having to drive hours for medicine. Like um, a couple of months ago, you know, I want to say December, we were talking, we, we talked about a story and we covered a story where in Arkansas where people had to drive like hours or so round trip to get medicine because there weren't enough dispensaries within the area and there was limited licensing. I believe Ohio, Ohio is much bigger than Massachusetts in, ter- in terms of land, in terms of um, population, and it's much bigger. Yet they, they themselves are limiting licensing and there's not enough supply to meet the demand from things I've read. Um, when they first started their program and they kicked it off, there was very limited dispensaries and there still are. But they were they were selling things in tenths, tenths. They they weren't even selling eighths. Um, it's nuts. But when you have programs that limit licensing, you don't have a lot of competition. You don't have a lot of places where you can get the medicine you need. 
and you don't have the variety you need. So if let's say one growing season, that dispensary near you that's an hour round trip, if they change up their strains and and they don't have strains that necessarily specifically help your conditions, then you're up you're up crap crack craps pe- pe- peak without a paddle. Or craps creek without a paddle pretty much. You're 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 screwed. Um, because you don't have a place to get your medicine that's near you. You might have to drive two hours if your nearest dispensary changes up their menu. Um, and again, this would be unacceptable for any other medicine. I can walk to my local CVS, and that's the way it should be. You know, you should not have to go around, you should not have to go large distances for things that are necessary medicine for people. You know, if this is a medicine, like like lawmakers are saying, they have to treat it like one and give the doctors latitude and ensure that there are enough locations near that sick person's home. Like, by definition, we ensure that for every other prescription. But you have politicians, again, This they haven't done it in decades, and they don't know people that have done it. And they, they regulate as such. Um, so again, you don't want limiting, you don't want a limited qualifying condition list because people are going to be intimidating, intimidated by it. And they're not going to sign up because they know they won't qualify. You don't want that. And you don't want to limit licensing. You want to have an open market. You want to have free market of caregivers, a free market of dispensaries, um, a free market of craft growers. You want to have different tiers and you want to have a bunch of different strains, a bunch of different edible options. And room for these cannabis vendors to innovate. If you have vertical integration, you're just incentivized in, to innovate because of the how expensive it is to own all the processes. And you know you get stretched thin that you're having to do everything, you're having to do all the stuff, and that you're not good at any one specific thing, and you just have mediocrity, mediocrity across the board. That's what you have in my state um, until. You know, the caregivers start coming back like the CCC has just approved of. But um, but I mean, that sort of wraps up my thoughts about limiting limited licensing and why you should fight tooth and nail to get rid of it. That and my thoughts about um, a limited qualifying condition have been more or less wrapped up. Um Again, I mean, I, I I don't want to keep this episode too long. Um, as always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Google Play Store, iHeartRadio, other platforms like it. If you like what we are doing and you want to support it, you can go. You can become a Patreon for just one dollar a month, and our five and above tier, you'll get an ever expanding um, archive of all the episodes we've ever done ad free. And for, for just $1 a month, you will get ad-free strain reviews, you'll get some exclusive episodes, and you'll get early release episodes in both the $1 and $5 tier. So you'll, you'll get an episode several hours to a day before it drops in, 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 in some occasions. So it's definitely worthwhile to become a Patreon, um, and you'll get it in both the $1 and the $5 tier. You'll get it ad-free uh, feed of several episodes. Um, it's going to be several hundred if you become a five and above tier Patreon. Um, you can find me at Twitter at ICCTVPod. 
So again, that's IC Sativa Pod. And then in Instagram, I am Ganva Sativa. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord Discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.